Welcome back to part two of our entire Premier League table predictions. Today, we are talking the top half of the Premier League, the business end. Roll the intro. We'll start with 10th. So we, we mentioned some controversial picks from all of us here. And we have all our controversial picks in 10th position. So, Jamie, we'll start left to right. Brentford in 10th without their star boy. Why? Um, I think they've got a good enough squad around them to put up with his absence while he's gone with Tony out till January. You've got, obviously, Ben... Ben, ben Bremer <laughs> playing up sort of up there. You got Wiesa. Um, I think they showed times last season that okay, they're they're not they're not going to get you the twenty goal a season like Tony can, but they've shown when they're playing all together, they can score goals, and they will compete against sort of the bigger, better sides. So I just see them still being consistent enough. Um, to can sort of carry on. Um, the the only the, I was more concerned with the goalie situation with Raya wanting to leave. Um, they've brought in Flecken. Um, I think he's a fairly good goalkeeper. Um, I can't say I've watched him too much to be like, yeah, he's a perfect replacement or whatnot. But I feel like they've replaced quite quickly and well, and I just don't see them having that much of a drop-off from last season. Although, I think we all said last season... Well, I think we were close to having all three of us last season saying they get relegated, and we were very wrong. So, I've gone, you know what? I'm not I'm not backing against them this season. I still think they're, I think they finished 10th. And it'll be like having a brand new sign-in when Tony comes back. He'll be fit and ready, where everyone else will be knackered after the, after the Christmas period. Yeah, that's a fair point. I, I guess maybe the Tony thing is it is only half a season at the end of the day. Not completely. It's, not, it's definitely yeah. not ideal. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's not. not but... cool. I, well, that... go on. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, I think the club's structure isn't all it's on Tony. It seems like that, to be fair, with the goals. Yeah. But I feel like the whole club will deal with it in in quite a good way. Okay, I'll go next. So Fulham, for me, I think they can build on last season purely because they've got a good manager. They did impress a lot of people. And, and you've got to remember, the the end of last season, they were like really on the beach. And I think that did... I think they were pushing seventh or eighth at one point before that. They were in the mix with Brighton, you know, pushing those higher positions. So... Without that, where they're really competing and they can possibly go a step further into Europe, I do think they can basically improve on, on their performance last season. Long-winded way of saying it. But you look at the signings, obviously we've touched on Raul Jimenez. The question is, can Jimenez do the job of Mitrovic? That That's the kind of question mark I have over Fulham. But other than that, another good signing, Calvin Bassey. We all remember his performance in the Europa League final. Looked a real baller in the, in that game for Rangers, if you remember. Um, and I'm surprised it took, took this long for people to sign him. Um, but maybe, maybe it's pushing him a bit. But 
two good signings. They've not lost much. I think with a good manager, they can get a top half finish. Reese, Nottingham Forest, same question to you. Yeah, I think I think when we saw him lose to Liverpool at the death last season, well, not at the death, but you know, late on, late-ish, um, we felt something had finally clicked. To then go beat Brighton, and then have a very late loss to Brentford. They beat Southampton, they draw with Chelsea, they beat Arsenal, they draw with Palace. It all clicked towards the end. And I think everything had finally started to settle down. Yes, they conceded a lot of goals. Yes, their away record was not good enough, but they improved. And I think they will continue to improve. I think Gibbs White and Awanya are going to absolutely turn it up next season. I think they're going to give Arsenal all sorts of problems on the opening day. But even if they don't win that game, you know, there's going to be something there they're going to build on. So I think they're going to be a very good team. So with yeah. that Forest sort of pick, Reese, so do you think their away form is going to improve very much so next season? Because let's be honest, with the away form of last season, this 10th position is impossible just yeah. with, just with how bad it was but so i assume, assume it's gonna it has to dramatically yeah. improve really yeah it has to and i think it's going to be important if they actually you know again similar to the situation with burnley's beat the teams around them you know i think they're going to have to go away to villa and try and nick a point or you know go away to palace and, and get a result you know they've got to rely on that big time next season i, I think they'll be just fine Okay, well, let, let's move up the table now. So, Brighton in ninth. Now, Brighton obviously had a phenomenal, I wouldn't call it a breakout season as such, but they're in Europe. That's that's the bottom line. A lot of big players, highly rated, you know, the Matoma uh, and CISO, um, Ferguson, a lot of, you know, McAllister, a lot of breakthrough players who suddenly everyone's ranting and raving about. Um, Caicedo as well, but I'm sick of hearing that, so I won't mention him. Um, why do you guys think they can't do it again? I guess that's probably the better question. I mean, ninth isn't bad, but why the drop off? You've got to consider Europe being a factor, like that's sort of one point. Two, two of the players they're losing, McAllister and well, McAllister's one they've lost, Caicedo is in my opinion, very likely to be to be lost to Chelsea. So it's more, they're big, two big sort of, you know, losses for the squad. Then you've got more games putting them on them, flying to here and there and everywhere. Europa do like to throw you in some random parts of Europe. <laughs> um, I think that might take a bit of a toll on them. Um, it's... I think ninth would still be a very good season for them. They're still a very good side at the end of the day, but I just don't see them, you know, having as good of a season as last season in terms of positions, because I think the teams that are I've put above them will all, all be a bit better. Whereas, especially if you look at Spurs and Chelsea that I've put on sixth and seventh, they had, poor seasons last year. And I think that will also impact on Brighton having more games than not. It's just that will just push them down the pecking order. Yeah, I think that's fair. Reese, anything Ed's add? Yeah, Europe's going to be a factor and I just think they're too up and down 
with their results. I mean, they go and beat Arsenal away 3-0, get thrashed by Everton at home 5-1, you know, and then they lose to Newcastle 4-1. They'll go and beat, I don't know, City at home and then they'll go and lose to Fulham at home. You know, that's just, that's just what they do. And again, there's only so many times you can sell your players and bring in an adequate replacement. I just think just settle for the top 10 and they'll, they'll be loving it. You know, keep it, keep it that way. I think they also got to sort out their striker situation because I, I'm still not fully convinced at the moment. Obviously, they're all. I, th- I think Brighton are just waiting on Ferguson to fully adapt and then they can just be like, here you go, Ferguson, you're our striker. Don't worry about any backups. But at the moment, they're dealing with the Welbecks and a few others around that position that aren't going to get you as many goals as this Brighton team have been, you know, providing. So I, th- I think until they sort that out, they can't keep cementing a top six, top seven posi- position. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I disagree on the strikers, to be honest. I think Ferguson, if he stays fit, he's going to have a serious campaign. Um, he I think he will real... eventually. I think he will. No, no, it's not doubt of his quality. It's I don't think he's ready yet. He's not ready to start 35 games in a season yet. That's that's yeah. the worry I have for him. But then it's the others around him, like what Undav. I'm sorry, from what I've watched of him, he's not good enough. Of uh, Welbeck, he's getting to the age, and he's also not going to be putting you ten to. He'll get, he might get you ten goals, but it's not quite enough. And that's where I feel like Brighton. If they had someone who was going to get him fifteen goals at least. I think that would then argue for me to then push them higher than where they are yeah i mean i I, to counter that i mean you've got well back as a backup you've got ferguson there who looks like he could be a breakout star they've signed jao pedro looks very very good again i you know i watched him in the preseason friendly against us and he, he seems to have power and pace and he can put the ball in the back of the net so that's another option as well as undav so i i you know to to to, to make the bullish case they've got four potentially good strikers there so you don't need one doesn't need to score 20 30 goals they could each score 10 and, and that they can have a bright season again and not on the midfield you know a little bit of experience they've added james milner as well just a, obviously i know he's coming to the tail end of his career but it's a good signing for the dressing room you know um and the casado saga is is you know almost at an end it seems but actually from what i've seen i, I don't think we are going to sign him now because there's only so many times we can bid. You know, Chelsea have made four bids, I believe, now. Brighton now apparently won 100 mil. And I, I don't think we're going to jump from 80 to 100 mil in one final bid. So I actually think Caicedo stays. He'll probably not start the first three or four games because he clearly wants to move and he'll be a little bit pissed off. But then you add Caicedo in the mix. You've got um, Dahoud who's come in as well, looks quite a player. So I... Personally, I think Brighton can do it again. But Europe, Europe's the question. Will Europe take a toll? That that could bring them down. Um, let's move on. Another club touching Europe for the first time in a long time, Aston Villa. We're near enough all in agreement. Eighth, ninth, eighth. Well, what can we say about them? Good improvements, good manager. Anything else to add, I guess, to that? 
they might get distracted by the conference league because there's no reason why they can't go we can win that yeah. there's i don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't be targeting winning that tournament so that could cause a cause a distraction um it won't for the early parts of the campaign maybe traveling to certain parts of of europe it could cause problems with the league like the league form but i think they've got they're bringing in the right players villa are spending money and have been for a few seasons so i think we all expect them to do a bit better yet last season under gerard um which didn't pan out but then emery took over and it did um they're a very they're a very good team it's more will yeah will europe impact them so i think they're just bringing they're bringing in the right kind of people so very interesting to watch what villa can do yeah i mean I, i've got to say i absolutely love their summer business Paul torres musa diaby yuri tillemans i mean that is uh, reese i know you don't like tillemans but diaby torres and tillemans in my opinion is phenomenal summer business for Villa. So I'm pretty confident they'll get a top half finish and, and maybe even could push higher. Reese, anything to add before we move up the table on, on Villa? No, I think you're right. They've, they've had a great, great summer. I think it'll be their away form that will stop them pushing higher. Um, but they'll get exactly what they're expecting with the United Emery. So, you know, take it and go for the conference league. Yeah, fair. Um, so moving up, I'd say Newcastle in seventh. Reese, back to you straight away. I'd say that's a little bit controversial. I think that's pretty low. Not, Why... not, ma- not massively. They're in Europe. And, and again, that's going to take a big precedent on them. You know, yes, they've signed Harvey Barnes, who I think is a world-class signing. But I think I just think they haven't got as much depth in terms of quality depth that they'll need to push that. And, and Newcastle fans are going to be fine with that. They're not going to expect top four next season. So that's okay. Just, you know, enjoy it. It's going to be a season they're going to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, and obviously we'll get on to the others, but I can't see Newcastle finishing below Spurs. I just can't see it. Like, other than, other than, you know, Postacoglu being a revolution um, and Kane staying and doing 36 goals again. I just cannot make a case for Spurs to finish above Newcastle. I just think they're, um, they're not in... you got, you got Spurs, Spurs know Europe. That's definitely one that sort of, it will, like New, this isn't Newcastle's first season in Europe. It's not like they've got Europa last season, now the Champions League. It's a straight full into Champions League yeah. football. Um, I believe they've got a player qualifier for. Is it qualifier for top four? Like playing, getting fourth place. I, I don't wrong. think they. I, I'm pretty I might sure be wrong on that. Anymore. I might yeah. be wrong on that. But um, it's more. I feel like they've got to play these extra games that they're not accustomed to. Whereas Spurs are going to have the opposite effect. Not playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. They're now playing Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. It will give them a bit, bit more fresh. Obviously, we want our, we want our teams to be playing in these competitions to try and win them. So it's not more. It's good news that they're they're not in it, Spurs. But I think you've underestimated them massively. 
putting him in eighth when they've got no European football. Um, this is also why I expected you to have Chelsea higher, to be perfectly honest, Jordan, um, that, than, than sixth. I actually thought you'd have them probably the same as Reese in fifth, maybe even sneaking into fourth, adding in <laughs> some sort of slight Chelsea bias. But to have Spurs eighth, I think, underestimating sort of what, well, the new manager, and I think obviously the signing of Madison, I think is going to be a good one. Although I did say he's not a he's not a good FPL buy, but yeah, I, I have given reasons for that. I think actually the manager, um, I'm not just going to bother trying to butcher his name. I think he's actually going to be quite good for Spurs and bring sort of good, exciting football. And I think it it's the perfect time when he hasn't got to deal with European football as well, taking distraction. It can just be all focused on learning his way of football and going from there. The Kane situation is a bit of an odd one. Well, not an odd one. It's more the one where can it break Spurs' season? Absolutely, if they don't replace him. I'm just not convinced he's ever going to go. But I think Le- Levy's not going to go, yes, we accept a deal. The deal has to be sort of probably what the Saudis are offering from Mbappe for Levy to go, you know what, let's have a chat. Let, yeah. let's, let's, let's talk about this. I just don't see it personally. I see Kane staying, Kane scoring 25 goals. Great, great season for him. It's how the manager gets the rest of the players playing. Because you also got to think, Son won't be as bad as last season. Richarlison physically can't. Well, he might get more tops taken off than goals still, but you've got to hope it's going to be for more than one goal. So I I don't think Spurs being above Newcastle was impossible. I've not done it myself, but I still think there's a chance for Spurs to actually have quite a good season. Spurs is more of a work in progress, isn't it? You Absolutely. Postelogu is a fantastic manager. They've got a great squad. I think they're very thin in their depth. I look at some players they take off, and I think who really is going to come on and change that game for them. I don't think Kane going is, is the worst thing. I think Song can make up the goals. I think Madison can contribute a lot of goals. Charleston should be better. I think I think they've got enough in there to do it. I think it's just going to be requiring patience from them just to they might have a rocky rocky month or so while he embeds in philosophy. But I think I think they'll be just fine. Well, let me just quickly make the case for Spurs. So they were absolutely abysmal last season. And I've said it many times and people might disagree. They were as bad as Chelsea were. We were in absolute state. The difference was Harry Kane. So you look at their signings. Yeah, Madison's a good sign, don't get me wrong. But a new manager, they've got to rebuild. They've got to do it all over again. All summer, you know, Bayern coming out saying they're increasingly confident. You've got PSG entering the race as well. PSG are more likely to pay silly money. We know Bayern don't, but if Kane goes, this Spurs in eighth position for me looks like a, a nailed-on shout, possibly even lower. Um, the only the only positive in their case, I think, is the new manager. Can he get them going? But I'll be honest. We'll come on to Chelsea properly in a sec. But Spur, Jamie, Spurs above Chelsea. I just I can't agree with that. I, I just can't agree with that. I, 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 I'd be interested to hear your logic behind that, personally. 
especially if Kane goes, because if Kane goes, I think there's 0% chance. Well, like I said, I don't think Kane's going to go. So that's not part of my sort of argument. Um, Chelsea, it's a difficult one, to be honest. Like, once again, you've not got European football as well, but it's more how are you going to change how bad it was last season? Because, like you said, the difference of last season, because Spurs were terrible. You were terrible. They had Kane. They've still got Kane. <laughs> um, they've still got that goal scorer who's going to score that many goals. You've brought in Nkuku. You've brought in Jackson. I'll be surprised. I don't know if this is... I'd be surprised if them two match him, match Kane in terms of goals. I think that... So that there still puts me Kane ahead. Um, I think I, I, the only yeah, I I still have this thought in my mind that it's going to get a bit toxic at Chelsea again, and the reason, and it will. I just don't think. I just don't think it's going to work out for Poch. So this is where, and I think it's going to work out for the, the Spurs manager. So that's why I've gone Spurs above Chelsea, and I'm. I could be wrong. You two think I'm going to be wrong with in that aspect, but I just think it's not going to work out for Poch at Chelsea. So that's where I don't put them above Spurs. Yeah, fair. I, I, yeah, I'll be I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. Um, I think on us, you know, yes, it obviously it pains me to put us outside the top four. I think we have to accept where we're at in a transition period. Um, lost a third of the squad. I mean, you look at the talent that we've released. It's it's genuinely ridiculous like we can make a probably side that will finish in the top half alone with the players we've released genu- genuinely um but to to make the Chelsea versus Spurs argument Poch is is clearly a better manager than Postacoglu has more experience at the highest level managing egos etc Postacoglu never has done it um and I think although I I, I, I think there's different been... expectations from the managers as well I because... I'm not convinced there is this season anyway. This season, no, but like there's no pressure on us. If I feel like if let's say you like you could finish the exact same position, Spurs would be happier than Spurs fans will be happier than Chelsea fans. That that's kind of what I mean by it. You're both not like. Let's say you come quarterfinals of tro- both all tr- all trophies, and you both come sixth. I think Spurs will be happier than Chelsea fans. So I think there's yeah. more pressure on Poch. I th- uh, yeah, in, in a three-year, a three- to five-year scenario, one million percent, because we're expecting trophies. Spurs, well, Spurs obviously now have uh, have won a trophy, the, the Tiger Cup, I believe it was, in a one-off game, so congrats. Um, but no, yeah, look, three to five years, definitely more pressure on, on Poch at Chelsea, but I just think, obviously, this is based on preseason, but like people are backing Poch, people are liking his attitude, liking what he's saying. It's a young, exciting squad. So I think with the pressure being off us this season and the fact it can't get much worse than last season, being honest, I think I don't see that toxicity coming in as quickly as people would have thought three, four months ago. Um, but yeah, sixth place, let's get us back in Europe, let's start building. We are making good, exciting signings, but 
their signings for two, three years, not necessarily this season. Um, Reese, you have put Chelsea above Spurs. Any any extra comments on either of those sides? No, work in progress for both. But I think Chelsea are more likely to push top four if one of the four has a has a poor poor season. Yeah, and then Newcastle. I guess before we move on to the top four, me and Jamie still still going strong with them. I know I touched on it earlier. I still think they're making good signings, decent squad. The question is, will Champions League knock them back? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, probably. Uh, I probably think it stops them getting Champions League football. But if they play Champions League football, get through the group stage, possibly, possibly not get well. Get drawn against one of the big sort of sides of Real Madrid, Bayern. No shame in losing to either of them teams. Then get get in fifth. I think the the Newcastle should be happy with that. That's progress. Um, then it's kick on the Europa. You've got you've got the use to playing two games a week kind of scenario. Getting and then getting aiming back for the top top four places. I think that's a good good plan for Newcastle next two years. Yeah, agreed. Right, let's move on to the business end. The top four. So, we will start in fourth position. It looks as though... Oh, well, okay. Reese, Man United in fourth. So, Jamie and Reese, you both agree. Man United will be in fourth. I think they could sneak into third. I'll I'll kick things off with, with United. So, again, good progress last season under Ten Hag. A trophy, a final, and a top four finish. They wanted a new goalkeeper. They've got it. They wanted a bit of midfield depth. They've got it. They needed a striker. They've got it. I think the outlook's pretty positive for Man United. So that's why I think they could get third position, maybe even give Arsenal and City a run for their money. Who knows? Um, I, I mean, the question I want to ask, and we'll do it on a TikTok, is when are the Glazers going to be to blame this time? Because they're... <laughs> They've had a great summer. They've yeah. strengthened in every position they need. I'd, I'd still argue they need a bit more in the defence, but that's just my opinion. Are we are we going to? We know the Glazers are bad owners, but are we going to have this conversation again when they lose a couple of games? Probably yes, but uh, definitely it's, it's easy to do that. It's, it's it's easy to blame people in positions of you know authority ever for for whatever goes wrong. It's the coach's job to get the best out of the players. He clearly wants these players. So if they foul, the coach should be taking the blame. Yeah. The, the profits and that we can debate. You know, we know the Glazers are bad for that. But as, an, as, as a football fan, you want your club to sign the players your manager wants. And, and it, it looks like they're doing it. So to I think spend, United could... Spend the money on yeah. the players that in positions you need. Because exactly that, really. Um, look, United are having a good summer in terms of the players they want to bring in Onana one thing I want to say about him is now I think he's a very good goalie but my god has he gone up the rankings of everyone's goalie position since he signed for United if you asked I've seen so many not have him in his top have them in the top 10 signed for United and I've seen him top being the best goalie in the world in at least five different people's 
category. That's, that's embarrassing. He's at least in everyone's top five now. Now, he probably was a top 10 goalie, but signing for United doesn't actually, shouldn't actually move you up or down um, sort of a rankings schedule. Uh, it, it does baffle me at times. Very good on the ball. And I think people just need to stop exaggerating what players are. Top goalie, and I think actually this is a very good business by sort of Ten Hag himself, getting De Gea out and bringing him in because Ten Hag wants to play. He wants his goalie playing the football like Edison does, like Allison does, like Ramsdale's doing and other keepers around the around football. So that's something that United have always lacked. And to be honest, when I've been watching against United, I'm waiting for De Gea to make a bit of a mistake. And then you saw, you know, you saw the um, FA Cup final with Gunnigan's second goal. It's things like that you will see. Um, in terms of what, in the midfield, they've got Mount. It's not one that's going to set everything alight, like, but... I think it's a good midfield signing overall. I think that that does boost them up. I think he is better than Ericsson now. Um, I know you weren't too happy to see him go, Jord, but I think that um, it's one. Yeah, like I said, I don't think it's going to set anything alight, but I do feel like he'll work well because he'll have a bit of freedom to go forward and also he'll be doing the hard work because that's what Mount does. And then up front, once again, people need to stop exaggerating players when you've got this, or is it Hoyland? Now it sounds like Haaland. He's, you know, fairly young, um, but that's where the comparisons need to stop. He's scored in his career in first-team football 27 goals in 89 games. That's actually quite a good record. Haaland scored nearly double that this season for City alone. <laughs> Stop comparing people to people that aren't on the same level. He could become that. He could. Um, but you've got to remember, it takes time. So I, I think they think he's going to be the answer that puts them... He, they think he's going to score as many as Harry Kane would in that side. And he's just not. It's give him time and he might he might grow into that player. So that's why I don't think United are there yet. They might. It, it's. I think it's good, very good signings, but it doesn't push them. In it doesn't push them into the one and two sp spots for me, really. Okay, let's. Well, let's talk Liverpool quickly because because we've we've got them similar. So me me and Jamie have got you know third and fourth respectively. I guess Jamie, a quick point on why why you think Liverpool could sneak above United. I guess first, and then and then Reese will come to your bold prediction. Um, overall, I think Liverpool are better than United, and I think that got evidently shown in the seven nil thrashing. Um, but they were so poor and inconsistent at the start of the season. That's why United. On an on average, were better than Liverpool over the season because of the, because of the way Liverpool started. But if you saw them towards the end, Liverpool's form was probably the best in the league, maybe minus City. It was that good kind of thing. It was the sort of levels of 
of being a 90 point team, 90 plus point team. So I think signing in the, the midfield of um, McAllister and Sablotsi or whatever it's called, then they're still looking for like Lavia. I think it's good signings in the midfield, which we know Liverpool need. If they get, I think they then will just need to gel together. That's because I di- I did consider them having them second above Arsenal in mind, but I feel like they just need to gel, which is why they're in third on mine. Okay, Reese, we got to talk Liverpool for you. So some might say, obviously we've seen them do it before, but some might say this is is, is the boldest prediction so far. Why do you think Liverpool can overcome not just Arsenal? Well, I mean, well, many teams from based on their last season performance, but why do you think they can be? Yeah, so yeah, fourteen. A lot of teams to surpass. Um, why do you think they can surpass City and Arsenal and win the league? Um, I just think I think they've bought players that Klopp gets the best out of. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of McAllister, but I think he's a great signing for Klopp for the way he plays. So, I think is a good player. They're getting money. The players that have no resale value, for example, Henderson looks like Fabinho as well. So they reinvest there. I think no Darwin Nunes is going to be a better player. I think they've got Gakpo, who was outstanding. They've got Luis Diaz, who, if he stays fit, they've got a player. They've got Salah, who delivers for them. They've cleared out some of that squad that they, you know, they did have to get rid of, you know, and, and freshen it up a little bit. But I think this is another opportunity for them to build build on that. And I just think I just think they're gonna do it. I don't know why. I just think I just think they've got they've got a little bit of a breath of fresh air now in that squad to take take them forward. And I just think they're gonna be better than they've got more of a balance to them than what the other teams currently have at this moment in time. It's a bold prediction. I guess Jamie, tell tell us why you disagree. What? Why I think City are going to win it? Basically, <laughs> is that what you kind yeah, of? Yeah, let's go straight to City. So, me and you are in agreement. City, Man City, then Arsenal. I guess why? Why not? Why not Liverpool? My City. Um, like I think it's just Liverpool. The midfield, if they get that third, say say they get Lavia, that then three need time to gel. I think, and that and work and Klopp to work out how he can get them three there. Adding in the Trent, sort of getting a bit more forward sort of role and just figuring it out. And it just doesn't click straight away. So I think that's it's that taking that time where City have a much more gelled system going in because really you've we've lost um, Gundogan and brought in Kovacic. Now Kovacic can fit straight into that role a bit. It'll play differently, but it'll fit into that role straight away. And we're not... It's not ripping up three positions in one and getting a brand new and putting three new players in. Um, we've also lost Mares on the right wing, but it's also that's not fully linked to the Gundam role. It's spots here and there that we're missing or replacing, or hopefully, hopefully, um, that Liverpool are doing it all, all very interlinked positions that are. Sort of that's that's why I feel like it's just a bit too soon. But they do have the quality, they do have the run in them to definitely push for for the title. So I I don't think it's a bad shout at all from Reese. I just think it probably 
be the season season two soon possibly yeah yeah to be honest I, I think the the evidence is there to say could they do it again in terms of the 90 points and we've seen they can go on that run of form which not every team can but I think the main point you touched on is you're asking a lot for McAllister Sobberslier potentially Laviar all just to get it get the system boom overnight and, and you know be perfect and the reality is to win the Premier League you need to be perfect this 90 point benchmark that's creeped in you can't have games off you can't go three four games without winning so I don't I don't see it yet for Liverpool but that's not to say in a couple of years they, they could be up there again and I, I guess let's let's talk Arsenal now we've got to do it Reese, you've got them in third me and Jamie got them as runners up again I think we could be on for a good title race again because as it stands we, we said this on last week's episode but City have technically dropped off a level based on the outgoings and ingoings incomings Arsenal have improved and gone a level up United have gone a level up in terms of signings Liverpool as well so could we be seeing a three-way, four-way, tighter title race potentially? I, I think yes. Obviously, City might go and sign a few more players and then we're not even having a conversation. But I just... It's very hard for me to put Arsenal and, and say they, I predict them to win the Premier League because I just can't quite say it. Um, <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's just... that Yes, asked, they had a good season. With Arsenal... Like... If you're looking at it from like last year's perspective, you've come second, you've come four or five points off. I can't remember if it was that close, that far away or not. Whatever, how many points you're off wasn't that wasn't tons of points. You've then turned 105 million in rice. You've gone signed timber for 40 something along them lines, and then Havertz for I think it was 65 million euros. They're big, big, all three big sort of money signings, maybe not the Timber one as a big money signing, but a good sort of good signing. They're, they have to be going, we have to win the league, really, in my opinion, looking on what was their last season, the like the distance from City, just signed three massive players over, well, coming up to about 100 and, 190 million nearly 200 million you've got to be looking at winning the title so i i know reese isn't going to say he expects to win the title but you've i think basing off last season it's slightly disappointing if arsenal don't win the title based on the summer they're having because they're having a, they've had a very good transfer window got their business done quite early as well especially to i think nearly every other club so it's yeah. one that I feel like they need to be actually properly competing because they're having a great window and timing as well. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, Reese, because I, I I do kind of agree with that. Like, you can't be that close to winning the title, go and drop 200 million and then be like, oh, yeah, we'll settle for third. So I think Arteta's got serious pressure on now. Yeah, he's under huge pressure. I think... I think the fans are going to put a lot of pressure on. Um, I personally don't agree that I think I would take top four regardless. Um, I, I genuinely think that, you know, looking at the top four there, I do think that 
they are better teams than Arsenal. Even Man United are a better team, and I think they'll be more consistent over time. But the project is good, yes. We're attracting these players, yes, um, which is an important thing. It's a sign. I just don't think they're good enough. I think I think that Europe is going to be a big thing for them. I think I think they've, they've got to take advantage, you know, of Man City selling quite a lot of their players this summer, and Liverpool, you know, potentially not being, you know, as strong as what they have been. They have to take advantage of that, but I just don't see enough. I mean, I saw them play that preseason against United. Yes, you could say it's preseason, but they were rubbish. Rubbish. Yes, it takes time to do that, but they're just going to deliver the same thing. They're not, they've got a nice end of season. They've got a much better end of season than they did last season, but I just don't see them getting these results again. You know, their record away to all them three is not good enough. So I don't expect that continuing. You know, they've got to hope that they really take advantage. Yes, they've learned their lessons. They've improved, but I just don't see it. Just don't see it. I think pre-season points quite interesting because I was very much last season um, underplaying pre-season and I, I distinctly remember calling you pre-season FC because you had a phenomenal summer pre-season and I was like, no, nah, they're getting carried away, they're getting carried away. And then actually you had the best season in, in, in 20 years. So your points valid on pre-season, but you did also then go and beat Barcelona. So... Yeah, but Barcelona aren't that good anymore, are they? Let, let's be blunt no, here. They're, no. not, they're league not, of champions. Uh, well, yeah. yeah but, come on, you might as well, you know, you could put, I think if you put Barcelona and Real Madrid in the Premier League last season, they've probably both had a tough time. Um, I just think, I just think they're not good enough. And every team that tends to win the transfer window never seems to do very well. Um, yeah. Well, there you have it. That is our bold prediction. Can Man well anything to add on Man City, Jamie? I know, I know you covered it. No, just are you I, I hope you look. I hope you, you look forward to a record-breaking four in a row. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I guess the question quickly before we finish: Are you more or less confident winning the title this year than you were last year? Less confident than last year. Yeah, last la no, last fair. year I was I was pretty confident, but yeah, this season a bit less so, but. We've all, I've, I'm also, it's because I don't know what our signings are going to be. So I think that's what's adding to that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, there you have it. Plenty to digest there. Plenty to get some money on if you're better, man. We've given you plenty of tips there. Um, as always, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, TikTok, and every other platform. But like, comment, and subscribe. You know the drill. Oh, <laughs>